a Netflix costume exhibit from like all their different shows. I want to see that. It has Holiday. That one Santa movie with Kurt Russell. Like all all Netflix. Oh, all okay. Netflix. Right, right, right. Not just like Christmas Netflix. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> Christmas Netflix slaps, but <laughs> all Netflix. <laughs> Welcome to the Art of Costume Vlogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm Jeronicus Jangles toy assistant, Spencer Williams. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, you're a toy assistant. <laughs> that was a mouthful. I was really <laughs> nervous about that one. <laughs> I like it. You would be a good toy assistant. I feel like it would. I love toys. I yeah. still, I'm that person where I go to Target and I'll be like in a hurry, but I'll stop by like the Lego aisle and I'm like, ooh, and you know, kind of yeah. like walk through a little bit. I can't help it. You can't help it. Every now and then, <laughs> not too often, but every now and then I'll like check out like the Barbie like section of Target or Walmart or something. Just be like, so, so what's Barbie? What's going on with Barbie nowadays? Yeah, it's like we we gotta we gotta stay current. We gotta look around. You know, you're yeah. never too old for toys because one day no. we're just gonna be gone. You know, we'll be like, I wish I looked at the Lego section that yeah. day. Yeah, wish you you'd know? bought that five hundred dollar recreation of the Hogwarts castle. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. Uh, there's like some Star Wars Legos I really have my eyes on right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, last year for New Year's, we went up to visit my sister and we went to like this lakeside cabin. It was really nice, but I was like, oh, I'll get some like Lego sets for us to all like build together. And I found some Harry Potter ones that were like pretty big, but still like super cheap. And I was like, oh, this is so great. Like, I think one was like Hagrid's hut and an another one was, it was one of the other Harry Potter like buildings I was like, oh, this is great. And they have these little cool little lights. And then I was like reading the description. It was just the lights. <laughs> it was just lights for you to put in your Lego. <laughs> That's a fail. <laughs> Lego build. And I was really disappointed. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, that happens. Oh, my gosh. Have you heard the stories? I think our friend did this. I think it was our friend Tyler. When people look for furniture on Amazon, they're like, dang, look at that couch. It looks so nice. It's like only $20 uh -huh. and it gets delivered in the mail. It's like a couch for Barbie. That stuff makes me laugh every time. He did that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when? That was way back when we all lived together in our messy college days. Anyways, Anyways, speaking of toys, <laughs> we're really getting into the holiday spirit over here at the Art of Costume podcast. Yeah, Spencer, who else was disappointed by toys in his life? Uh, Geronicus Jangle? Yes! <laughs> this week we watched Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. <laughs> so cute. So cute. Such an adorable movie. Should we tell everyone the story of how we got to this movie, Elizabeth? <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> Um, I had a little bit of a confusion, and when I was making up the like this year's schedule, I thought of this movie because it starts with the jingle. I just <laughs> I thought the name of this movie was Jingle All the Way because <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a Christmas movie, and then 
I look it up when I'm doing the research for this and all of these, um, all these images. Oh gosh, what's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> are coming up. And I realized <laughs> that I had put the wrong movie in our schedule. And then I was like, it's a Netflix movie. And I put it up and I was like, this is a very different title. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad. I love Jingle all the way. <laughs> I don't know why you would have thought I put that on the schedule. I was so hyped. I even remember having a conversation about this and being like, oh, that Netflix movie. Yeah, but I also remember suggesting Jingle all the way, which is why there's (gasps) all sorts of confusion. I wonder if that's why I put it on the schedule. I must have seen it in your suggestions. Probably. And thought like, oh, that Netflix movie. Yeah, justice for Turbo Man, everyone. But don't worry, next holiday season, we'll be watching Jingle All the Way. Uh, But for now, (laughs) Elizabeth has us watching Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. Yeah, it's very cute. Very cute. Very adorable and like top tier holiday costuming. Yes. It does Uh, not get better than this movie. No, it doesn't. And Spencer, you need to give us a summary so we can jump into this. All right. <clears throat> Legendary toy maker Jeronicus Jangle builds fanciful inventions, burst of whimsy and wonder. But when his trusted apprentice steals his most prized creation, it's up to his equally bright and inventive granddaughter and a long forgotten invention to heal old wounds and reawaken the magic within. Oh, that's a great summary. And if you haven't seen Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Go watch it. Very easy access. Yeah. Just go to Netflix search. Just type in J-I-N and then it usually pops up. Yeah. I mean, it's probably <laughs> featured right now since it's <laughs> Christmas. Uh, if you have yeah. kids, I bet kids love this movie. Oh, of course. Like 100%. Uh, but let's go behind the wardrobe. We have director David E. Talbert and costume designer Michael Wilkinson. Yay. You will, yeah. <laughs> you will know his work from Garden State, a personal favorite of mine, Sky High. Yeah. Sidekick. <laughs> yes. I love that movie so much. I own it on DVD. Of course. Uh, <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, 300. Whoa, 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 whoa. Watchmen. Terminator Salvation. Uh, he co-costume designed Tron Legacy. Who's costume designer for Sucker Punch. The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2. So you all know we're going to be revisiting this man in the future. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be doing Twilight probably twice a year at this point going forward. So <laughs> I, I think once a year is enough. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, he also designed Batman v Superman, (laughs) Dawn of Justice, Joy, Noah, American Hustle, for which he got an Oscar nomination, Man of Steel, Seaberg, Aladdin, Justice League, and his upcoming project is Andor for Disney. Oh, I'm so excited to see that. Actually, by the time this comes out, it's probably already out. So future me is probably really enjoying this show. Is it? Yeah, it comes out. Oh, okay. We'll we'll probably be loving it. (laughs) We will be loving it. Um, (laughs) And I think he loved designing this movie. Uh, He talked to Awards Daily about him and director David E. Talbert's vision for the film. 
He said, when I first met with director David E. Talbert and his producer, Lynn Talbert, we all agreed that for this project to succeed, we had to get the balance right between fantasy and reality. We wanted our audience to be inspired and amazed by imaginative and wondrous imagery, but also to be moved by strong, complex, and believable characters. And I mean, they they achieve strong imagery for sure. Yeah, this entire film plays like a beautiful storybook, which is yeah. the point. They're telling a story, but just everything is so fully realized and hyper fantasy, but also realistic and like reminiscent of the period they're trying to replicate at the same time. It's very masterful. It is masterful. And he talked to Awards Daily uh, about the whole process of the research and how he came to what they call an Afro-Victorian image for the costumes. He said, we used complex 19th, 19th century tailoring to make costumes with wonderfully fresh surprising fabrics that were full of life and color. We were determined to make something that audiences hadn't really seen before. And so all of the principal cast had to meet, had to be made entirely from scratch, right down to the undergarments. We needed to make corsets, petticoats, and trousers that could withstand the vigorous demand of the choreography. For the background artists, we were able to use some carefully curated pieces from rental houses in the UK and Europe, but 80% of their costumes were handmade pieces that I designed and that were made in our work rooms. Wow. <laughs> so they went all in. And when talking about, you know, the joining of like the Victorian and the African influences, he said the infusion was very organic and natural. When I was researching Victorian fashion, it was clear to me that there was a connecting thread between them and the traditional clothing of Nigeria and Ghana. Within both worlds, there is a love for strong geometric prints and plaids, surprising color combination, and clothing with bold graphic details. That was my launching pad for the creation of an Afro-Victorian look for the costumes. I uh, love that. I've never even seen that term before, Afro-Victorian. And that's amazing. And that, like, that's exactly what it is. And it's like, wow, you really did fuse those beautifully, especially like those choreography, like the, or I should say the big musical numbers with all the dancers, like the amount of color and it's surprising how well it works together. Yeah. And it's always against like, you know, sometimes it's against snow. So the colors really pop even more. Um, and I also love the part where they're like, you know, we had to get carefully curated pieces from certain workrooms because, you know, what you go to a rental house and they did not have all these beautiful, bright colors. So it's probably no. a huge pain. His assistant probably spent days and days in like these big rental houses just to find like a handful of pieces, I'll bet. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, this was a massive amount of work, and I can't wait to get into it. I'm so excited. I have my dancing shoes on and my hot chocolate, a.k.a. tea, but <laughs> I'll imagine it's hot chocolate. Imagine, imagine, sit back and imagine, Spencer. <laughs> we'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 
Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast. Just wanted to let you know that if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash theartofcostume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and bonus episodes just for our patrons. Make sure to check out the description for all of our links. And thank you for all of your support. for a little story i love a christmas time story let's do it and what's better than a christmas time story told by a grandma we have grandma journey giving her grandchildren a little family history lesson oh so nice just like already off the bat the costumes are automatically stunning grandma journey's looks like this is a look she is put together polished top tier yes i'm obsessed felicia rashad is stunning in this red um robe yeah stunning i already was like this is gonna be a good costume movie for sure the like the black details the gold embroidery the pearls and the earrings i'm like this grandmother knows how to dress. Yeah, very rich. You're like, I could already tell whatever happens in this story, it obviously works out because we're living in yeah. a lack of luxury over here. <laughs> <laughs> Even the kids yeah. are dressed up in like fancy little like Christmas holiday robes. They're like, ooh, they're comfy, luxurious, nice fabrics. Everything's very comfy and it's toasty in here. I love it. Absolutely. And Michael talked to to Variety about this look. He said, I knew I had to create something quite one of a kind when designing her. I worked on custom embroidery for her robe that would have a spiraling motif through it and a twinkle that would catch the firelight in this beautiful, magical way. We wanted a majestic look and this strong woman idea. I sketched out the embroidery and worked with Catherine Avison, a wonderful embroiderer. She and I worked together, and once we landed on the design, it took Catherine and her team of two embroiderers three weeks to do the whole dress. Wow. And that full skirt. That's incredible. I want to see it up close now, like three weeks. Like, we're not even seeing all the good detail that's in this dress. No. No, like, and you can tell because like the pieces there, you can tell that it has texture to it. Yeah, you can tell it has a lot of texture to it, but you can't really like see the defined details. And I'm like, Netflix, where's your? I want to, I want to see a Netflix costume exhibit. Oh, that'd be cool. From like all their different shows, I want to see that. And it has like holiday in there and. <laughs> has holiday that one santa movie with kurt russell the crown oh yeah yeah that too. like all all netflix oh okay. all netflix right, right, right. not just like christmas netflix oh okay. i mean <laughs> christmas netflix slaps but <laughs> <laughs> all netflix <laughs> throwing some dairy girls bridgerton yes, the witcher yes, all of that yes okay 
All of it. <laughs> uh, and you know who had all of it, Spencer? A young Geronicus. <laughs> and his family. <laughs> and here you can really see that kind of like Afro-Victorian look he was going for. All of the different fabrics and patterns like he is like a master of patterns oh yeah it's so cool it's looking at like his uh like orangey blue look it almost is giving like a gilded vibe to it also like it's very victorian but the fabrics like remind me almost like a gilded 1920s kind of look also and like the complex patterning it's it's very cool it is very cool and Michael talked to a Words Daily about uh, sourcing the fabric. He said, we use fabric from all over Africa, but there was a natural inclination towards the fabrics of West Africa because of their colors, the scale of the patterns, and their exuberance. I was drawn to the personality of each of the incredible fabrics that we sourced. And matched each piece to the personality of the characters. I created a pile of Geronicus fabrics, journey fabrics, etc. The designs then came to life when combined with the traditional plaids and velvets of the Victorian era. Wow. I love like, that. Dang. Like, this is a <laughs> lot of thought just for fabric. My goodness. Right. And I love it because when you think of, like, holiday films... You really think that's like very like cookie cutter, not to be mm-hmm. holiday cookie cutter, um, where they, you know, the reds, greens, whites, some solid like red velvets and called a day, but not for this film. They really went, Michael really mm-hmm. went all the way, did all of his research and it just really shows in every costume. Absolutely. And unfortunately, the family uh, kind of takes a bit of a blow when his assistant steals all of his creations yeah what's that about yeah (laughs) we fast forward roughly 20 years and i love that they keep the like victorian era kind of like style to the clothes they don't i like that they didn't play with the look of it it's just like all the characters were older yeah there were new characters including Miss Johnston, she was my favorite character. (laughs) She was a lot of fun. She just brought such joy to the screen. And all of her costumes were just so well put together, too. I love the bright, beautiful, vibrant colors on her. Absolutely. And Michael talked to Awards Daily about her. He said, The ingenuity and complexity of Victorian tailoring is another one of my passions. Mrs. Johnston needed a postmistress uniform, so it gave me the chance to interpret <laughs> this type of tailoring through the prism of our fantastical vision for the film. I found a beautiful check wool in the most divine shade of teal blue, and we spent a lot of effort sculpting a memorable silhouette for her, combined with her burgundy Victorian postmistress cape it had become a fan favorite <laughs> i love postmistress that's <laughs> right? I love that. uh, but yeah you could really tell that michael has a passion for victorian tailoring too like yeah. i've said this before multiple times on his podcast i love a victorian silhouette especially that leg of mutton yes. sleeve 
It's my favorite sleeve in the entire world, so I'm <laughs> on board. He killed it. This is by far one of my favorite looks from this film. It's so good. Absolutely. And she's just such a fun character. You can't not love her. Yeah. <laughs> she kills it. She's so funny. I was upset when, you know, Geronicus and Miss Johnson were not, like, getting together. I'm like, come on. It's a holiday season. It's time. I see the mistletoe and the... <laughs> In the mail truck. Let's get it going. I was like, Geronicus, like, get it. She's cute. <laughs> like, what are you doing, sir? But he's too busy having, like, a serious pity party in his store. Yeah. I can't believe the store lasted this long. Right? It is a multiple decade pity party as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it has gone at least one decade. I mean, I get it. Maybe terrible, two. Terrible things have happened in his life. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But that was Geronicus like, has every right to be extremely upset. Yeah. But I was just like, what's your game plan here, though? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Because it's been a long time and this place is not looking like Disneyland anytime soon. So No, no, no. But uh, don't worry, Spencer. The magic's about to come back. Oh, good. I'm very excited. <laughs> After our break, we'll get into it. Blogcast listeners, it's Elizabeth Joy Glass, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume Blogcast. If you're like me, you love to show your support with a comfy tee or tote bag. Well, now you're in luck and can show your support for the show and grab some sweet merch by heading over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome tea public merch with the Blogcast logo, such as a shirt, sticker, tote bag, and a baby onesie for all your little costume mavens in the making. Thank you for all your support and head over to the Art of Costume slash pod store for all our great merch. to meet journey i'm so ready i love journey definitely the best part of this film for me was by far journey played by madeline mills she just killed this role she's so adorable all of her costumes look fantastic she's just such a great little actress a little singer Um, i'm not sure if that was actually her singing but if it was or wasn't she still killed it so adorable i'm obsessed with her she was adorable. She she was such a good character. She was so driven. She's like, yeah, I'm going to help my grandpa and nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go over, visit grandpa and help my deadbeat grandpa off his ass <laughs> and get a job. You know? <laughs> and her mom's like, all right, Journey, get on over there. <laughs> I'm going to restore the family business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but her wardrobe is definitely the most complex and interesting. Michael talked to awards daily about her. He said Journey's character is a real one of a kind. She doesn't follow any rules and is ahead of her time. She's a pioneer and captures the burgeoning interest in the 1890s in clothes that women could actually move in. Her natty red velvet waistcoat has unconventional leather trim. 
Her purple jacket is customized with hundreds of tiny cogs and screws for her her workbench that have been embroidered into the surface of the wool. I wanted her clothes to express her individuality and allow her to move through the world without anything stopping her. Wow. I love that. She does like give to me like a very strong inventor vibe, even when she's not like fully ready to just jump in and start inventing. She's still giving that look. I love the one coat that has the little cogs on it. That is such a great little note. That purple jacket was one of my favorites and I love it because it's like the little like screws and cogs match because she has them like in her hair as well which I was like I can't remember who did the hair on this but like perfect oh yeah they killed it the hairstylist out of this world uh, my favorite journey look, I think, is the red waistcoat, though, with the velvet trim. Oh, my gosh. It's so just like, adorable. It's so adorable. It's just giving me, like, inventor. Also, like, I don't know, just this silhouette. It's, it makes yeah. her look so mature, so, like, grown and knowledgeable, and mm-hmm. which makes her so much more, like, powerful. I agree. And it's it definitely, it looks like she's working in a toy shop, that outfit, yeah. with, like, yeah. the... The red and pink stripes and I love the like white and like contrasting at the wrists and the collar. Like yeah. very put together, very official. She's official. She, she's fully carrying this company on her back. Yeah. <laughs> like she could be running this business. Yes. She just thought she was here to visit grandpa and then she's like, Well, I see I have to take matters into my own hands. Yeah, she's like checking this Excel spreadsheets. She's Checking inventory, she's like, woof, we have a lot of work to do with this guy running a place. Absolutely. But um, <laughs> you know who else took matters into his own hands? <laughs> Gustafsson? Gustafsson? Gustafsson. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Yeah. <laughs> You're making me doubt myself. No, I was I was checking that I had it. Oh, you okay. had it. And when you said it, you convinced me that I had it. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Um, <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Gustafsson. I love his wardrobe. Yes. It's so cool. And Michael talked about it to Awards Daily. He said the character of Gustafsson was a lot of fun to create. I always say that villains get the best costumes. (laughs) He is a full-blown extrovert and uses clothes to impress and dazzle. We created complex layering of rich African fabrics, complex embroideries that my amazing stitchers created in-house, and plush velvets and wools. It was James Brown meets African royalty by the way of Willy Wonka. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite sequence is Magic Man G, which is a psychedelic fever dream as Gustafsson croons his way through the swirling patterns and wild colors of the dancers' costumes. (laughs) What a fun character. And I'm so glad that Michael said Willy Wonka because that was what I was picking up on. But even more so to me, I was really getting like Wizard of Oz vibes. Yeah, absolutely. Because 
he is kind of like a man behind the curtain, except the man behind the curtain is the little... Little, little evil doll Little thing. evil doll. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, but Geronicus, like, should never have made that toy. <laughs> Yeah, that toy sucks, Geronicus. I'm like, he, he makes this toy, and, which is clearly a sentient being. <laughs> and is immediate, just, immediately just like, I'm going to make millions of you and sell them for profit. <laughs> and ignores the fact that this sentient toy is very concerned. Yeah, it, I did not like it. It was pretty scary. Have yeah. you ever seen the movie Small Soldiers? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we gotta talk about that after but okay. it's a movie about these little dolls that <gasps> like you know go to war and they end up like taking over the house and becoming violent this was giving me small soldiers i was like what are you gonna do with all these <laughs> little small dolls i don't like it oh no um <laughs> wow uh, well, Gustafsson uh, had quite the wardrobe. I loved his robe. That gave me the most Willy Wonka vibes. Yeah. And also, I couldn't get a picture of it, but when he goes to talk to Journey about getting, like, the one toy that he spied and saw they had, he wears this... It's kind of like what he has in the Magic Man G number but it's all in like this midnight blue and he's like walking around the streets at night oh yeah like that was one of my favorite pieces yeah it's all of his pieces are super fun very detailed um strong uses of embroidery and prints and fabrics it's every time you see this guy you're just automatically blown away his looks are strong too bad he's kind of a jerk yeah, it was so sad at the end when Geronicus was like, I would have made you a real inventor. You did not have to steal yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Geronicus was like, bro, and just kind of like gave him the side. I was like, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also what blew me away in that Magic Man G number were the backup dancers with the oh, yeah. the saxophone, the trumpet, the horn, like... Those ladies, they looked incredible. They were killing it. And I love these types of costumes because now, you know, they have to become functional for the dancers. And mm -hmm. Michael, like, really translated that well from, like, you know, just the practical acting costumes to these performer dancer costumes. They moved so beautifully but still kept, like, the fun, complex colors and patterns that all the other costumes had. It was so fun. It was just, like, such a treat watching all these numbers it definitely was um what was also a treat was uh geronicus's <laughs> um robes <laughs> he has a couple different of these plaid woolly robes that he just like walks around the town in and i'm like oh that looks so comfy <laughs> yeah i i really vibe with geronicus's <laughs> wardrobe it's just so cozy walking outside he just threw this on now people mm -hmm. are throwing snowballs at him yeah but he's just, he remains cozy he stays cozy so he doesn't have to get cozy exactly and oh i wish i had quoted this but michael was talking about his robes in like one of the interviews i think someone asked him like what was your favorite piece or like what would you want to like steal from set like a question like that and he said the robe and <laughs> he also said they made an extra one as a gift for somebody, I guess it was like a, because they have like wrap gifts, gifts. 
yeah. that they give out. So I'm like, I, he should have made one for himself. Like, that is a comfy looking robe. Yeah, I'm sure Forrest Whitaker walked away with that robe. Um, Absolutely. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want that? Beats me. Also, who would not want Journey's adorable suede and fur trimmed coat? <laughs> it's so adorable. I just, every look, I'm like, oh, like such a great look. She's just so adorable. She's such a star. And I was looking her up and I don't even know that she's been in that many films, but this girl has a career ahead of her. She definitely does. And for this jacket, Michael told Awards Daily... Her suede jacket is inspired by a future adventuress, Amelia Earhart. Oh, yes. That is what I was trying to think of earlier. I was like, she's professional. She looks like an adventurer. I just don't know what yes. it is. Amelia Earhart. That's what it is. Yes. I love that. Okay. Yes. She is not afraid to journey on her own and get things done. <laughs> journey. Journey. Journey's got a journey ahead of her. Journey has quite the journey ahead of her. <laughs> uh, but wrapping up, we have Journey's mother, Jessica, who comes to also reconnect with her father. Man, talk about some leg mutton sleeve, Spencer. Oh, you know that I saw this costume. Oh, I, I know. Like, whoa. <laughs> um, obsessed with it. It's so beautiful. That purple color has like a vintagey look to it um, with like that mustard accents on it. The sleeves are done so perfectly. I just I'm obsessed with Jessica's looks 100 percent. She ugh, so good with the hat on top. Get out. Beautiful. And Michael talked to Awards Daily at length about her costumes. He said... Anika Nani Rose is such an inspiring collaborator. We talked a lot about the combination of strength and vulnerability that needed to be captured by her costume. I love the look of her audaciously sculpted 1890s legama and sleeve, mm -hmm. her tiny corseted waist, the elegant bell-shaped skirt, rendered in a mixture of wool, velvets, and African vintage fabric. Purple plus mustard yellow was a favorite color combination in the 1890s. Surprising, right? <laughs> we found African printed waxed cottons in the same color for her underlayers. I knew we would see a great flourish of the petticoats in the dance sequences. <laughs> I mean, this quote just gave me all the life I need. You know, yeah. he, he just nailed it. It's, it's perfect. It was such like a favorite color combination of the 1890s. It and was. He just really captured the beauty of this color combination. Whew. It's so brilliant. So beautiful. And that's really what Jingle Jangle is. Brilliant and beautiful. Or Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, is all about... <laughs> Beautiful brilliance. The beautiful I, brilliance of Journey's mind. Yes. And oh my gosh, I'm just not realizing a Christmas journey. Is it saying like Journey is of Christmas? Are we talking about the person? A Christmas journey? Or is it a journey journey? I think it's both. I think okay. it's both. 
<laughs> that that shut Elizabeth's brain down for like a whole two seconds. <laughs> I was like, what is he trying to say? <laughs> uh, such a great film. It was lots of fun. The costumes are just top tier. Um, definitely some of the best holiday costumes I've seen ever, yes. like by far. Mil- yes, yes. Michael killed it. He absolutely did. Spencer, are you ready to play our favorite game? You know I'm ready. Let's do it. Daniel. The one costume to rule them all. Spencer, what's your one costume to rule them all? Oh, mine was easy. It was Jessica's purple leg mutton sleeve look she wears as she walks up to the toy store for the first time in decades. It's just beautiful. I knew the second I saw it, I was like, yep, that's it. That's a wrap. Um, Just the color combination is just so stunning on Anika. And her hair is perfect, laid down perfectly. The hat, I just... Just everything about this look is just 100%. It's so good. It is. It is. And I was unsurprised when I saw that was your pick. Yeah, I know. (laughs) My one costume to rule them all is Grandma Journey. Her beautiful red dress with that, that embroidery. Like, just it's like it tells her story. Like, you know... She went on to just have, like, a wonderful life and, like, overcome everything her family went through to, like, create this beautiful life for them. Yeah. I love the way that, like, the fire, like, hits against it. You could just see all the, like, beautiful fabrics working together. And, like, it's not even in the film that much. But when it is, this costume really carries. It does. It does. And if you agree with me... Uh, you can leave us a little voicemail about how beautiful <laughs> that gown was at 626-515-1826. Uh, Spencer, what are we watching next week? <laughs> well, next week we are going on another journey. This time we are journeying to the four <laughs> realms with our bestie, Jenny Bevan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Once again, uh, next week we're watching The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, a film that I've been wanting to see for years and never made the time. Now is the time, Elizabeth. Now is the time, Spencer. Uh, if you have some time on your hands and don't know what to do with it, you can visit us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod. On TikTok, at The Art of Costume, Spencer puts together some very fun TikToks. (laughs) Uh, If you want to listen to a whole extra episode every single month, you can become our patron costume maven at patreon.com slash The Art of Costume. If you need, it's getting close to Christmas. Do you need some Christmas gifts? Do you know somebody who loves us? Or you just want to spread the joy of your favorite podcast with the rest of the world, you can go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore and get some merch. Yeah, it's like almost always on sale. So there's a good chance <laughs> you get on there. Stuff's going to be on sale. Absolutely. And if you want to if you want to give us a little gift for Christmas, you can leave us a five-star text review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. We would really appreciate it. Well, it's the gift that keeps on giving, Elizabeth. It is. It is. 
Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed Jingle Jangle. And we have some more holiday season fun coming next week. So I hope you all join us. Everybody have a fantastic week. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. All right, I'm recording again. And so am I in three, two, one, <laughs> snap. <laughs> That's my radio voice. I love it. You should use it more often. Thank you. Thank you very much. I approve. I mean, Your... my voice goes through so many different changes on this podcast because I'm sick every other episode. So That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so unfortunate. I'm sorry. <laughs>